If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 108 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about Southern Charm. We're going to talk about college baseball. We're going to do a little caftan update. And we're going to talk about some summer books that we are reading or want to read. Before we get into all that, though, I want to tell you about one of my favorite things recently. This is also one of Melanie's favorite things recently, and it is FabFitFun. If you don't know about FabFitFun already, let me tell you. It is a seasonal box, and it has full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. This summer box, y'all, is incredible. It was the most fun to open. It has been the most fun to use the products that were included in it. There was a Pier 1 marble ring dish. There was a Summer and Rose beach towel. There are Tarte beauty products. All kinds of great things that you might not necessarily go out and find for yourself. And then when you get to use them, you're like, well, this is genius. I have, I have to continue to use this forevermore. Depending on the box, you might find skincare from Kate Somerville or fashion items from Trina Turk or beauty products from Tarte or Zoya. You just never know. But you do know that getting your box will feel like Christmas four times a year. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. And if you would like to try it, you can go to fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box. It's fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. It's a great way to treat yourself. It's a great way to try some new products. You're going to love it. Alrighty, here we go with episode 108. We are really glad y'all are here. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we are extra sunshiny today. Yeah. I'm Okay, I'm going to tell you, I didn't even get into it, but I'll go ahead and tell you. And I'm, I'm going to apologize to our two male listeners right now, um, if we have any. I'm assuming I don't know that we have any male listeners. But I'm going to tell you that part of my problem is, is that I started my period this morning. And okay. here's, what I, here's what I want to tell my 
my uterus basically is you need to settle down. Your work mm-hmm. here is done. So mm-hmm. you need to simmer down. Like you are not going to be called into action here mm-hmm. on the on the precipice of my 47th birthday. So hey, why don't we not maybe cramp as much? How about we simmer down on the PMS oh. hormones? I mean, I woke up last night. I woke up and I was like, my legs were, I was like, I was like sissy in Urban Cowboy. Mama, my legs are sweating. I was so, it's, oh, it's just awful. And I think, feel like the heat makes it worse. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. God, yeah. it's just hateful. Mm-hmm. It's a series of small, but, but scarring humiliations. I feel like. At, at yes. this at this stage, but now you know I I had this is too much. This is well, too much. But isn't it? Let's just go. This is the podcast of too much. That's okay. That's so I had a procedure last year, yes. so that I don't I don't deal with that anymore. Yes, that which, was smart. Uh not any kind of like there was not there was it was a procedure my doctor did because I had gotten to where I'm so sorry if any men are listening to this, but I had gotten to where every month I was like, well, I could I I could leave the house, but I probably won't. Yeah. And so yeah. um so my doctor did a procedure which was glorious and everything's still in place, but it just things don't happen anymore. Yeah. And I don't know how vague or revealing that was, but <laughs> when I had my when I had my checkup this last time about a month ago, he said so. Everything since then, I was like, listen, I would do commercials. I would get, yeah. I would do commercials and say, women of Alabama, let me tell you about this thing that you can do so that. Oh yeah, I know that's well, and see, maybe that's what I need to go do. I just, I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, if I have to, if I'm at the point where I can't even read my text without my reading glasses, then maybe we could do away with this other, like, maybe there ought to be a trade-off. Sure. It feels like maybe something is, is off when, 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 Yeah. yeah, when, if you were to have a child, you could not in fact read the fine print on the jar of baby food. No, like, no. Mm-hmm. 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 Then, why, then why do I have this other going on? That's what I'm right. saying. I saw where Bridget Nielsen, who used to be married to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yes. I saw the other day that she, she's pregnant at 54. Stop it. Why, how is that even, can, can that happen? I mean, I guess it can yeah. happen. But, I mean, 54, did she I'm, plan that? Do we think she planned that? I don't. I didn't read the article. I was. I was. I, I did a whole like. Whoa! I Whoa! Don't know. Whoa! I mean, hey. that's, yeah. I mean, good night. I can't even imagine the way I'm having to wait around on a teenager all summer and everything else. Guess when I don't want to be doing that? When I'm seventy four. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just. I don't know. I'm I just, sorry. I, I'm very well, sorry. It's misery. It's miserable. It's horrible. It is. And I think it's the hormone thing. I got real tickled because I had to go. Um, I had a mammogram, I don't know, like a month ago, I guess. And so, oh, okay. So while I was, you know, how you chit chat and whatever, and I was talking to this lady, you know, which I'm sure they hear more than they want to, but I was like, oh, and with my period and I was telling her and I was telling her I had a teenage daughter and she said, oh, she said, she said, my daughter's 20 now. She goes, but when she was a teenager and still living at home, she said, I told her, I said, you need to get some sort of calendar or something and you need to chart your cycle and you need to give me a heads up for being so hateful. <laughs> and I thought that pretty, that pretty much decides Listen. it. It's just like two cats just like, God. 
a lot of hormones in one house is what I'm saying. Circling one another. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And both of us between Mm -hmm. like either we're crying or we're mad or we're something. I don't know. So that's what's going on here. So between that and the 150 degree heat, I'm in a really good mood. Well, I told you, I feel like I've started to have hot flashes. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's what they are. For sure, but I'm. I can't think of any other reason why suddenly I'd be sitting around and I'd feel like my my the, the inside of my body is the temperature of the surface of the sun. I don't know what else you would call that, really. I no, mean, either no. that or I have a medical condition. I might want to get checked out. <laughs> so, so here's what I did. Here's what I did. The other night I was sitting in the den off the kitchen, and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Oh and no! So I don't know if you remember, but in a Fab Fit Fun box. We got an ice pack. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, we did. Yes, I we really, sure did. I really like it can be an ice pack or it can be a, a heat pack. Uh-huh. And I put it in the freezer the day I got it, just thinking like, oh, I'll keep that in there. Good to have on hand. Listen, I got that sucker and I put it on the back of my neck and I was as happy. I mean, it was like, uh, well, this is a revelation. I don't know yes. why I haven't done this before. I can, can, I, can I walk around? Can I keep this in my purse? Yeah, exactly. Can or I just walk around with a target and this happens, you know? Yeah. Like an ice pack, ice pack just buckled around my waist. Can I just mm-hmm. put it? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. I mean, because I do, I hate feeling hot. It's the worst feeling. And I told you that that friend of mine had gotten that thing, that cooling thing that where you sleep on water that you can regulate the temperature. Yes. And I, last night I was really wishing for one of those. I was like, that just sounds so dreamy right now. I forgot um, about I that. Remember, I know I'm sitting here. Try, I'm trying to remember what the name. I just, I just googled Coolio because I was thinking that's what it is. But that <laughs> would be a rapper, Coolio. <laughs> and that's not what I was. I was looking for Gangsters Paradise. I was looking uh-huh. for what is the cooling thing that goes on a mattress? Oh, the cooling mattress pad. Hold on, I'm about to find it. It's okay. called something, and you pump water through it. Here's an Arctic Which? sleep. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, how could that not work out? I don't know, but it sounds heavenly because I, listen, I hadn't slept under the covers in, I don't even, I, I can't, I mean, it was, it was deep winter, but ever <laughs> since it, it, it warmed up, I, I just push the covers back every night. I just get on top of the, fitted sheet and that's it that's all i need and i've got a fan blowing on me like it's it's legitimately miserable see yeah that and that that is the oh it's a chili pad see i should why was i thinking coolio see this is what happens to you i still have to deal with cramps and i want to call something a coolio that goes on your bed um it's called a chili pad and so you can follow them on instagram at chili technology and okay. so you sleep hot, sleep cold, sleep perfectly anywhere from 55 degrees to 110. Oh, so you can run 55 cool. is interesting to me. It, well, that the 55 sounds delightful. And here's what's best is you have a wide range of temperature control. So somebody you could sleep super cold on your side and Papa over on next to you could sleep hot. Because yes. I know at our house, Perry's like, I'm cold. And I'm like, well, go put on a sweater because we aren't changing the thermostat. That's what, I mean, David sometimes will go, it's cold <laughs> in here. I'm like, well, you know what? Like, uh, grab a blanket. 
Yeah, too bad. I know. Well, we were at the beach this past weekend and we kept that beach house so cold. And the men, because it was three couples and kids, and the men were all like, it is cold in here. And the women, because we're all about the same age, were like, it feels delightful in here. Mm -hmm. This is the best I've felt all summer so far. Well, I told David a couple of weeks ago when it was really the first time it got super hot. I guess it was the week of the SEC baseball tournament. And he, he said, it got, it's cold in here. I said, let me tell you something. I think I'm having hot flashes. I think that's what's happening to me. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any wiggle room with this thermostat, I'm afraid. Like, I, yeah. it, it's really, it's going to be real necessary that we keep this thing on the south side of um, what you might consider comfortable. So, yeah, yeah. it's just going to have, it just is what it is. You're just going to have to accept it. Unless you want this to be my summer of rage. And then yeah. if, if the summer of rage is what you have in mind, then by all means, go ahead and put it on 75. Yeah. Yeah. But if you value your life, then what I would do is probably just keep it a little cooler. <sighs> listen. I know. Um, okay. Now let's talk about SEC baseball. Um, uh, yes. Listen, it has worked out very well. It did not work out as well for the Aggies, but that's okay. I'm really fine I'm with it. No, I really am fine with it. You know how sometimes you just kind of go, here's the reality, is this wasn't a team that was going to be equipped to go far in Omaha. So there's really no reason. I mean, I love the team. I think that they're a great group of guys, but this just wasn't their year. And so I'm I'm really fine with it. Okay. Well, and you mean, know, State's, State's regional win this this last week was really unexpected. And, and, and honestly – I mean, in the first round of the regional, we were playing Oklahoma. They beat us 20 to 10. It was like a football game. Yeah. Crazy. Then we were playing Florida State in an elimination game. And, and that, yeah, we were playing Florida State in an elimination game. And they were winning two to nothing. It was the bottom of the ninth. We had two strikes and two outs. And Elijah McNamee, who's one of our players, hits a home run and 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 wins in a walk off three to two because there were two God, guys on base. On base, so that was delightful in and of itself. But I mean, listen, it was it was so fun, and I'm so proud of them because then they had yeah. to beat Sanford and then they had to beat Oklahoma twice. Yeah, so, which is tough, mm-hmm, really hard. So. Yeah. And they were playing at Tallahassee, so that was really cool outside. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It felt good. Mm-hmm. Not humid. Mm-mm, not at all. No, everybody no. always says Florida is so delightful this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's where you should go. Maybe you should just maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe maybe I could find some place with some mosquitoes just to add to all of that's it. Right. Swamps. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, I, um, so states now in the super regional, they're playing Vanderbilt and. I was hopeful that they were going to play in Starkville, but you know, State Stadium is under construction. Oh, gotcha. So the the series is going to be in Nashville, and that's not a very big stadium, so tickets are really tight. But I'm hopeful that okay. they'll, they'll do well. Okay, so are you going to try to go, or is that not in the cards for you? No, well, I had a I had a girls' trip with some of my college friends planned for this weekend, and so there oh, was okay. a, a brief text exchange after State. One that was like, "Hey, do we have a <laughs> we have a yes. plan for the regionals, but um, for the super regionals?" But then we found out that the games were in Nashville, and so that kind of gotcha, you know, gotcha, yeah. So, and I don't know that we would have, I don't know that we would have gone anyway, just because it's such a it's such a small stadium, it's going to be so hard to get tickets. So yes, we'll see. Gotcha. I mean, this is kind of an unlikely team to be this far into the postseason 
just yeah. because they had a really rough start, but they also had a lot of off the field stuff going on. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I don't know. I hope okay. they do well this weekend. Go Bulldogs. Okay. I know. That's very fun. Yeah. That's, I feel like that was the Aggies last year. Last year we made it to Omaha and it was kind of totally unexpected. And this year, I think that people thought, well, we've got a lot of returners, but it just, I don't know. We just never could seem to get our pitching. I don't know what you know about baseball, but sometimes you have to be able to pitch <laughs> and be able to hit the ball in the same game really helps. And yeah. we struggled yeah. with that. It felt like we would have these great outings on the mound and we couldn't ever, you know, I don't know. I just, we never could get our pitching and our hitting aligned right. So Anyway. Well, that was sort of the magic, I think, for state in the regional was they just hit lights out. They just, you know, you know, I love that. I love some aggressive hitting. I always say you can't score if you don't mm-hmm. hit. I mean, technically, you could you could walk a bunch, but but yeah. really, like you, you're not going to win if you can't hit the ball by and large. And so, um, they did a great job with hitting, and it paid off for them. So I was okay. I was tickled. It was fun. Well, that is that is very fun. Well, that is it's going to be another fun weekend of baseball. So that's kind of fun. I know. Hazel, God love her. When we were playing that second Oklahoma game, but the um, I screamed so loudly. I screamed so loudly. Yeah. She just got, she, she, she had a hard time. The neurotic dogs don't really do well with all the sports. They really don't. It's difficult for them. But no. anyway, no. that was fun. Okay, okay. So we have had several people message us and several people email us to say the next time y'all record a podcast could you please talk about the most recent episode of Southern Charm? Now, I mean, I, I'll say this. I, my DVR records it like at the second time it comes on at night. It records okay. it late at night. Okay. So I usually don't see it then the, like the night of it, unless I'm sitting in front of the television. Mm-hmm. So the next morning I woke up and saw a text from you from like one in the morning. that yeah. said, you up? And yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh gosh, something happened. And then it turned yeah. out you wanted to talk about Southern Charm. Yes, I did. Because I, listen, as you know, I have watched, you and I both have watched our share of reality TV. I feel like I've seen a lot of crazy on reality TV. Yes. But I'm going to, I'm going to dare to say that this last episode of Southern Charm was among one of the most bat poop crazy mm-hmm episodes of reality tv i've ever seen it was cuckoo cuckoo i mean it was just i you would have thought it was staged and don't yes. listen don't come at me telling me well you know all reality tv was staged because here's the deal nobody would put themselves or want to cultivate this particular kind of reputation for themselves on purpose like this would be no. nobody's intention what happened on southern charm last week so why don't you set it up for us and tell us what what sort of the setup was for that episode? Okay, well, so the whole gang, the whole Southern Charm gang, um, which is already dysfunctional at best because all of them have pretty much dated all of them. You know what I mean? So essentially, you're just putting a bunch of exes all in a room together, which mm-hmm. I think for a weekend, which is kind of a bad idea. Anyway, um, and here's the thing. I think that that only works if everybody's super mature. And I don't really think that really is any anything anybody would accuse this particular group of being. No, um, really, so like they put Cameron, them, Cameron's sort of your voice of reason. And she, at this particular point, was about there. 14 months pregnant and was not there. 
Yeah. So you you take out kind of the lone voice of reason um, between Cameron and then Patricia, because, you know, Patricia's the mom of the group and she's not going to be there. And so you put them all at a house in Hilton Head where there's going to be a lot of alcohol and a lot of dysfunction. Right. And so you have Catherine who has two children with Thomas Ravenel. So she's the baby's mama. And then you have Thomas is there with his new girlfriend, Ashley, who let me just say is one of the more despicable characters that I have ever viewed. And just on, here's the thing. My heart goes out to her because I want to say, Ashley, girl, you need to get it together. You need to, you need to break up with Thomas first of all. And this is not going to work out for you. You're going to wake up in three years and be like, well, how did I get here? And hopefully you will not have brought a baby into the mix. Well, and so I think if memory serves, and I'm so sorry if you don't watch this show, because I'm sorry, somebody's clearly delivering something because Hazel's losing her mind. Um, yes, well, it's understandable. You hear, I mean, this is, this is. I know. Listen, I know. That's okay, why so, mine are outside right now. So apparently last summer, Thomas was in California. Is that right? Yes. And he looked across and this he and Ashley gorgeous. Saw one another. Yes. Which why a gorgeous 30 something year old would look at Thomas Ravenel across the bar unless she had seen him on reality TV and wanted to also be famous. I don't know why she would go for him in a bar that's sort of my strategy is that she she knew who he i mean not my strategy but my theory is that she knew who he was now i i will not presume motive but it does to me seem like there was some some intention on her part to connect with him for whatever reason yes i i think she was drawn to his money and his his B-list, D-list fame. Um, but I think that there's a question there, too, as to how much money Thomas even really has. Well, listen, we could dig into that for some time. I mean, I... The, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it appears, he gives the appearance of having a lot of money, but I like, but he doesn't seem to have any sort of discernible form of employment. So I don't know if that's just a trust fund that he's getting. I don't really know what... And he is a convicted felon, too. So you've got that working against you in terms of your job prospects. It's a, it's a, as my sister would say, it's a real deep situation. It's deep. (laughs) It's deep. It's, it is. It's deep. So they all go to Hilton Head because that is where two of the people on the show, Shep and Chelsea, who are both very likable people, that's where they grew up. They want everybody to see Hilton Head. So they go and everything is, is tense, but okay until, and, Except that you see on the way down there, Ashley continues to berate Thomas about whether or not she's going to be invited to his son's birthday party and how if yes. Catherine does not invite her to, to Thomas and Catherine's son's birthday party, there's going to be a problem. So she's re- and it, yes. from the way it's edited, it looks like she's just on a one track loop with it, like just over and yeah. over and over yeah, like he's trying to like, oh, look at the ocean. And she's like, but am I going to be at the birthday party? Yes. Like she won't, She's like a dog with a bone. She She's not leaving it alone. Like it's, she keeps coming back to it. And when she's not bringing that up, she's talking about how great she would look with a ring on her finger and how they ought to get engaged, which I don't know if you know this, but most confirmed bachelors really love what they really want is a woman who's going to continually like try to push them into marriage. Well, and I've really never seen anybody who 
found more ways to reference their desire to be married or to have children with somebody or to receive a ring. Like, it's almost like, look, here's some pimento cheese. You know, it would look beautiful nestled in that pimento cheese. (laughs) An engagement ring. I mean, it's, it's. Yes. It's constant. Good morning. You know what? I would like to be able to say good morning to you for the rest of your life. If you would just give me a ring. It starts, it's incessant. It's incessant. And I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I hope she realizes that she's not being subtle at all because it's the worst. I mean, I know that, listen, I'm the first to say there have been times in my life where I probably thought I was playing it real cool when I absolutely was not. I mean, I I own that. but I mean, even today as the mom of a teenager, sometimes I think I'm being real cool. And Carolyn's like, why don't you just ask me if that's what I'm doing? And I'm like, well, I see that I was not subtle at all with right. that. Yes. But I'm saying this, there is like no subtlety at all. Yeah. I mean, she's as subtle as a stick of dynamite, really. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, so, so she's, she's going after Thomas over and over and over about, about the birthday party. Will I be at the birthday party? She's not going to invite me to the birthday yeah. party. I better not at the birthday party. And yeah. then they all they all get on a sh- uh, a ferry and go to an island, and the guys go yes. back off. And what did the girls go do? I can't even remember. Are they they go to a spa? Is that right? Yes, I think so. I can't remember. That was all. So it's it's all that it's all faded so into the background. Yes. All that to say, they all meet back for dinner at this restaurant. They're all sitting at a big picnic table, and Ashley, I. I, well, I don't want to assume, but my guess is, and because she had had some liquid courage, yes, uh, she goes all in with Catherine about the birthday party, and yeah. in that process, she she flipped her hair back with both her hands, like she was. I don't even know. I've never yeah. seen anybody do that. Like what she was doing yeah. with her hands, she keeps flipping her hair back, like on both sides constantly. And yep. says some of really the most hateful things I've, yes. I have heard. Yes. Yes. I mean, just where you want to go, girl, number one, you haven't been around long enough to even know what this situation is. Number two, like you're, you're, you're making some big assumptions about somebody's character and everything else. And then was just horrible. And I will say to Catherine's credit for all that she has been the show wacko for years. I mean, she held it together because mm-hmm. I thought I would, I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty level-headed person, but I thought I would come across the table at you right now. If you were saying those things to me, like it was so ugly. She was so, so level. I mean, she was angry and she mm-hmm. did, she said some, some angry things. But compared to the ways that she maybe would have reacted in the past, it was it was a it was a vast improvement. But here's yeah. the thing, and this is the this is the question I want to ask you: Did you okay. not find yourself as they were? Was there a point when you thought, why why are none of the guys stepping up and trying to Thank like you. manage this thing? Not only did they not try to step in. They were they were standing away from it and stayed over there. And I thought, well, you bunch mm-hmm. of cowards! Like, uh-huh. get mm-hmm. over there and and mm-hmm. stop this madness. Because Catherine's mm-hmm. friend Danny, she was I mean, like she was going to bat yep. for Catherine. She was trying to stop it. Yep. Naomi was yep. like, you need to quit talking. But none yep. of the guys would intervene. And then even when Thomas no. sat down, it was the most bizarre thing. He was just like, oh, let's just have a nice dinner. 
Yeah, no. I'm going to tell you why, because they put loser juice in that water that all those guys <laughs> in Charleston are drinking that are on that show. That's what I said. And I contend, because here's my problem with the whole thing. I, I don't feel bad. No, actually, I take that back. I do feel bad for Ashley. I can sympathize I with both females in that situation. I, f- I feel bad for them because I'm like, Ashley is clearly been deceived by Thomas on several levers because I think he's a despicable human being. Um, and then you have Catherine, and she has also been through the ringer. But I'm like, it's Thomas's job to me in that situation to man up and yes, go ma'am. over there and to get in the middle of that and be like, you're not going to talk to the mother of my children like this and you need to back off and whatever. Cause I felt like at that point he needed to come to Catherine's defense because I'm like, that's the mother of his kids. And mm-hmm. I don't care what their relationship is. Be a man and say, we're going to talk about this later, but whatever. But the problem is, is that Thomas is so slimy and like something that's been stuck on the bottom of my shoe that he worms his way out of everything and that's why she keeps pushing the marriage thing because when she says it he just smiles or he Mm -hmm. just laughs but see he never directly says anything well there's a whole listen there's a whole secondary discussion here about here are some of the natural consequences of when you get tangled up with a bad character yeah here are some of the natural consequences everybody of of but that, but that's neither here nor there because I do feel for her. She is clearly desperate for his attention, and yes, I, I don't know. But for she him, never really even showed any remorse over what had happened. That's my other that problem. Is I felt like no, she woke up the next morning and was like, oh, I kind of don't remember what happened. But I'm like, okay, but that's number one, not an excuse for bad behavior, and number two, then if somebody says, hey, you acted awful last mm-hmm. night. Then at that point, you go, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I had acted so terrible. But there was just no accounting. Instead, she used it as a chance to really prove to she and Thomas how it's the two of them against the world. And I'm like, yeah, because everybody, because the world hates you. That's why it's the two of you against the world. And rightfully so. I feel like that that second night when Shep left the conversation, when she thought, and I think sometimes she thinks she's being real funny and kind of snarky, yeah. but but it's really not coming across like she thinks it is. No. Uh-uh. I feel like if Shep mm-hmm. walks away from a conversation, and listen, I say this like I know him, but I feel like if he walks a con- yeah. away from a conversation and says, I hate, I hate her. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's telling uh-huh. to me because he's such a, like yeah. a roll with it. Everything seems to kind happy of go lucky. happy, super yeah. happy go lucky. And yeah. I don't know, it was really like disturbing that. to me on a lot of levels, but, but nothing more disturbing to me than the fact that those guys stood back and just, and just let those two women go after each other and specifically letting Ashley go after Catherine like she did. And it was like hands off. And then she tries to come in later and say, well, I would have said something if. No, no, no. go make a pillow, Craig. (laughs) You weren't going to go do anything. And so that to me, and, and, but I'm going to tell you the other part that really disturbed me about all those guys. And to me was almost is on the ferry on the way back. When Thomas went after Chelsea, who I think Chelsea is just darling. Chelsea is too good for that show, maybe too good for this world. I think she is so gorgeous and so sweet. And I would really like to see Austin grow up and get it together because I think he and Chelsea have the potential to have a really good relationship. If we could figure that that out. A couple of days ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I feel good about that. But I just think Chelsea is darling. And I mean, she, to me, conducts herself at all times with 
grace and elegance. I think she does a really nice job in the midst of all that cuckoo-ness. But when Thomas, like, I mean, he lunged at her and got a weird look on his face, mm-hmm. and all the guys just sat there then. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why isn't somebody saying, like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I've been in Texas too long, but I feel like he'd have gotten himself knocked out if around the kind of guys I know, you know, for acting like that towards a girl. Well, and seeing that side of him, that was like, okay, Uh this is, so this is who you are maybe when the camera, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know these people, but it was a really ugly side of him and really inappropriately directed towards Chelsea and yet again I mean Austin did move over to sit by her but nobody yeah like Whitney was just trying to say like you need to calm down but yeah I'm with yeah. you like yeah I don't could have get been a more forceful so, response for sure and I think that um yeah I think given all that and you know now I have read that Patricia and Whitney have completely cut Thomas out of their life I read the same thing And I'm going to say that I side with Patricia on all things, partly because I would like for her to send me one of her caftans with Mabel's picture on it. Sure. Yeah. I would really like to have one of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're interested in being a podcast sponsor, Patricia, (laughs) I'm just saying. Yes. I would, that would make my whole life Mm -hmm. if we could somehow make that happen. But also I do think that she you know, I mean, listen, I think she's lived a lot of life and knows a lot of things. And I think she had been on Thomas's side for a long time. So the fact that she has now cut him off speaks volumes to me. Well, it was an uncomfortable, I I, I will tell you this, I watched it the the next day, Uh and kind Uh of thought about it for a second. And then I sat down and watched it again. Like I, it was one of those things. I've never in my life, I can't even believe this. Like I can't, I don't understand and then Ashley went after Chelsea too when they got back to the house. Like yeah. it was just crazy yeah. town. And and she kept playing Chelsea, uh-huh. Chelsea, Chelsea. And I was like, Oh, what is wrong with you? I just can't even figure it out. So it's that was more than you know how sometimes you kind of look because like I'm also watching The Bachelorette right now because summer I've decided is pretty much the time that I'm like I'm just gonna essentially rot my brain like sure. I'm I'm not gonna put anything in there that's that good um, it's like junk food all the time so I'm watching The Bachelorette too and like you watch that and you're like well I'm afraid somebody got a bad edit there but like this was beyond a bad edit you couldn't edit this to look worse I don't think Mm-mm. no no I mean you had to you you always have to give somebody even in a bad edit, something to work with. And yeah. I, I feel like there's probably some hidden footage that would be even yeah. more disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. So um, now are you, you're not watching The Bachelorette, are you? Well, I started to watch the premiere over the weekend, but you know, it's so long. I just couldn't. And then, I know. And then they do all those stupid things getting out of the limos. And I was just like, oh, I don't even know if I've got world enough in time so i haven't finished the season premiere yet so i will okay. see if i go back to it well it's you can't watch it you've got to watch it when you can fast forward because there's a lot of you know next time on the bachelor it's a lot of long stuff in between and i will say i felt like the first one was kind of a snooze to get through because i'm saying okay. i'm like y'all make me want to cringe when you get out of the limo it makes me feel very uncomfortable all of that stuff but i will say that this past week's episode flew by and i was very intrigued and there's a male model named Jordan, who I I can only 
I, I'm like, he can't be real. Like he's got to have watched a lot of Zoolander and just decided he's going to bring that character to life on The Bachelorette. He can't be, he can't be real. But they showed clips from apparently this coming week and he gets to fight with somebody and he says that his face is his professionality. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it for that. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He's like a Ramona singer because there was something this week. There were a couple of times and he goes and he's like, and at one point he says, this is a real quote. He's like, I mean, yeah, I don't know why you don't think I'm smart. If you did my IQ, he said, it is much higher than you think a male model's IQ would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Professionality. Okay professionality and he uses there's a couple of different words that he says and you're like that's not a word I mean it really is it's like the it's the old SNL skit when Will Ferrell was George W. Bush it's like he uses these words and you're like that isn't that isn't a word so I can't oh god I wish I could remember what it was but it's something but he uses these and he talks down to the guys but he told Becca he gave her this long thing about how the first thing you do like when you get dressed in the morning before you put on your pantyhose you put on your confidence (laughs) And it was like he was. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to watch ever. it just to see professionality. Listen, uh-huh, that's one of those, uh-huh. like, you know when people say intentionality? Every time in my head, I, I scream, it's not a word. Like, I know technically it is a word, but you can say intention. Yes. Just, like, there's never a reason why to, you should choose intentionality. There's, there's, yeah, there, yeah. You're just trying to use a lot of syllables. Like, it's just intention. Live your life with intention. Yeah. You don't have to say intentionality. Yeah. And it makes intentionality. Me, it makes me think of like that um, walk with personality, talk with like, like I don't know. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. So I will. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I get it. I'll I tune get it. in. That's yeah. It's, it's, I think he's going to make it worth it. It's going to be entertaining to like, to just kind of see where he goes. I don't know that I'll care about the rest of it, but, um, but I do think Becca is real cute. So, um, but I'm also going to say they need to quit bringing up. We all get it. Ari broke up with her. Let that go. I mean, it's just a lot. So. Well, anyway. see, and I didn't, I didn't watch that season. I think I've mentioned that before, but I, I, yeah. I have, from what I saw, I guess when I, the part that I watched, I did see the part where he broke up with her afterwards. And I thought, well, this is, the one of the more brutal things I've I've seen. Oh, it was terrible. It's terrible. I know. So, um, but I think based on the guys that are on the show, it appears that she's going to come out better in this whole deal anyway. Hey, y'all, this is Sophie all by myself in the middle of the podcast to tell you this. If for some reason you think that you would like to keep up with Melanie and with me, when we are not talking into your headphones or into your car speakers. Here's a great way to do that. You can find us on Twitter. Melanie is at Big Mama. I'm at Boo Mama. You can find us on Instagram. Melanie is at Melanie Shankle. I am at Boo Mama 205. You can find us on our blogs. Melanie's is the Big Mama blog.com. Mine is BooMama.net. And you can find us together on Facebook at facebook.com slash the big cast. We would love to connect with you in any or all of those places. Also, thank you so, so much for going to iTunes this past week and leaving really kind reviews. They were so funny and we so appreciate it. It's super helpful. If you haven't had a chance to do that yet, just go to iTunes, look for the big cast, and then click on ratings and reviews and you can leave your review right there. Last thing. 
If you have not gotten your Big Boobcast t-shirt yet, you can do that at milkandhoneytees.com. There's our new spring t-shirt that says Since the Dawn of Time on it, and then our Chin Up America shirt that came out last year. There are still some available, and then when they're gone this year, they're gone forever. So get one while you can at milkandhoneytees.com. We're so grateful to Mandy and the great ways that she has partnered with us. Alrighty, here we go. Back to episode 108. Okay, so clearly we're both watching television. That's not our struggle this summer. Yes, um, no. I'm, I'm trying to keep college baseball in business and certainly Southern Charm. Also, I watched the final episode of Southern Charm last night for New Orleans. It was on my DVR. And I really okay. liked Southern Charm New Orleans. See, I never ended up watching it. I really I'm just, liked I never it. it. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know. There's just something up. There's a, and that maybe it's too, I'm sentimental from when we lived in Baton Rouge, but mm-hmm. that there's something about South Louisiana that's so warm and so family oriented. And so there was a sweetness to, to Southern Charm New Orleans that I have not seen in the other installments of Southern Charm. Okay. Like where you can tell like those people really do like one another. And I just, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was relatable in a lot of ways and I enjoyed it. So that's just my little, okay. little, um, blurb about that. But are you reading at all? Like since we're certainly watching television, are we, are, are you balancing yeah. it out with any, any reading? What you doing? I am. I I have been reading. I'd kind of, I was doing really good and I'd ordered a bunch of books. Scully and I kind of decided at the beginning of the summer, we read, um, we both looked at modern Miss Darcy's kind of like her summer read suggestions. Mm-hmm. And we both kind of picked it. We said, okay, I'll order three and she'll order three and we'll just trade back and forth and then we'll order more as needed. Um, and so I was really gung ho and I read, I'm trying to think real quick. What did I read? I read the last book in the crazy rich Asians trilogy. Okay. Um, I think I had mentioned that. And then I read, oh, Young Jane Young, which was a Jamie Golden recommendation, which I loved. I love, you would love Young Jane Young. I it's heard so good. about that. Yes, you would love it. It's so good. And I had Gully read it too. I was like, you've got to read this right now because we've got to talk about it. But it's all kind of based on, it's kind of the, which it's ironic that this is all back in the news right now, but it's kind of the Monica Lewinsky-esque. You have a young intern who ends up in an affair with a married congressman and it's kind of the fallout but it's told from like her mother's point of view it's just really it's written so clever like it's just it's it's very well written and um quick it's like a fast read but it's it's good um and it's funny I mean it sounds like you wouldn't it sounds heavy but it's actually funny and then I read Love and Ruin I don't know um well, Love and Ruin is by Paula McLean, I believe, who wrote The Paris Wife, which I had never read, which is about Ernest Hemingway. Love and Ruin is also about Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Um, and it, uh, I'm going to tell you something. Ernest Hemingway depresses me. Yeah. His life makes me real sad. I'm going to tell you um, somebody who used to teach Ernest Hemingway. I would, I will get on board with that. It was yeah, not an easy life. So the, Mm-hmm. No. So the book was really well written and it made me find out more about, I'm trying to look and see, see now I'm like, it made me find out more, but now I brought it in my brain. Okay. Martha Gellhorn. So it's about Martha Gellhorn who ended up being one of the first women who um, covered war. She was like a war correspondent for all these. So she started with the Spanish war, but ended up covering up uh, World War II and 
and is well known and an author and a writer in her own right, but she was married to Ernest Hemingway. She was his third wife. Okay. And so it kind of starts with their relationship. So it's historical fiction. Um, but anyway, it was it's about their relationship and how that, but it made me, I'd never really thought about Ernest Hemingway one way or the other. It made me not like him. And, but it, it was, it was well-written, but it was a little heavy, okay. I, you know, like a, it was, um, so I read that. And then now I have just started a book called Fitness Junkie. I don't know. Um, well, it was, listen, this was on, hold on. I'm gonna tell you who it's by. It's Fitness Junkie um, by Lucy Sykes and Joe Piazza. And they're the ones they wrote, um, Two years ago, it was called The Knockoff, or a couple of years ago, it was a book called The Knockoff that I liked. Um, that was kind of like a Devil Wears Prada esque. Oh book. yes, I like those kinds of books. Yes, you would like The Knockoff. The Knockoff was really good, and then uh, Fitness Junkie came out last summer, and it so far it's about um, a, a woman who owns a bridal um, design company and uh, kind of her struggles with her weight and basically her partner tells her that if she doesn't lose some weight that they can't she can't be part of the business oh wow so it's kind of yeah so it's kind of a but it's it's funny I mean it's got humor so anyway I've started that and then for the beach I ordered and I have only read part of it but kind of totally different but I was I didn't realize Allie Wentworth has a new book out called Go Ask Allie. And I think Allie Wentworth is hilarious. And so I bought that because I thought that might be a better like while I was at the beach because I can just read like sections instead of it being like a cohesive story. So did you read? Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm but I've only read like one because I ended up at the beach. We ended up talking so much and we played cards. And so I did not have as much reading time as I thought, but I love it so far. So okay. what I have read, um, I would highly recommend because I think Allie Wentworth is hysterical. Well, I do too. I so, can, I'm on I've, I've written all those down. Yeah. So, um, so I feel good about my, and then I have, I'm trying to think. So then I have those t- two and then what do I have waiting on me? There was something else. The summer before the war, which I had bought last oh, summer and I never no, read. No, that, <laughs> that, that sounds like no air conditioning whatsoever. No, I don't know. Cause you know, it's world war two. Oh, and so hot. I know. And that was really my other thing about Love and Ruin is it ended up having a lot more about war than what I was expecting it to have. Like I thought it was going to be more love story and it was more, it was a lot of war and a lot of descriptive things about war, Mm. which is fine. But I'm like, I can't, like Gully says, it feels more like war books or wintertime books. And I agree with that. If I'm going to read about the war, it feels more like a heavy wintertime topic. In the summer, I just want to read about fluffy things. Okay, so I am right now I'm reading Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee, which, you know, I have resisted it for a while. Yes. I I love To Kill a Mockingbird. It's my favorite ever. It is. I I, I hold it in such a a high place in my heart that I I didn't want to read Go Set a Watchman, but I just kind of kept feeling like I, I needed to. And I had a couple of friends who read it who said, oh, I, you know, that they that they loved it. And so I'm reading that right now. And I will say that just um, just being in the presence of those characters again. Yes. Makes makes my heart happy. It's just, okay. it, it really is like and I'm, I'm not super far into it. So I'm not into all the conflict. I can see. I mean, I know what the conflict is, but I can't really. I'm not super, okay. super far into it. Anyway, so we'll see what I think about it as a whole. But 
but I'm, I know I'd be so curious to be with Scout Finch again. Um, yeah. So, and, and here's the other thing that that's kind of bothered me about it. And this is a whole nerdy English thing, but style, mm-hmm. stylistically, there are some things in there to me that are very different than the way Harper Lee wrote into Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of colons in this book. And oh. I know that sounds, but there's just a lot of colons and I, and I can't, I don't know if if that was an editor's preference. I don't know yeah. what that is, but it, it's throwing me off a little bit. Just stylistically, okay. I feel like one of the great things about To Kill a Mockingbird is that it's so punchy. Like the sentences are so punchy and it's a, this one's a little more rambly. And so that's been, you know, not that you can't write in two different styles. It's just not what I was yeah. expecting. No, I'll be interested to hear your final opinion on that when you're finished. Yeah. And then on deck, I have Reese Witherspoon and her Instagram for her book club is doing a book called Something in the Water, which is one of those that I know when I started, I will not be able to put it down because it's a couple, a picture perfect couple, but then, but then there's a shocking discovery, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm all in for that. And then here's the one though, that I, when I read it, I, I can't remember who, how I, how I came across it, but. I'm going to edit this part out. But I feel like that's a shady thing to recommend. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend that didn't happen. So I can't wait to read something in the water. Yes. Okay. Something in the water should be really good. Mm -hmm. You'll have to let me know about that one. And if, but I can't read anything that's too scary. That's my other thing. Um, No, I like suspenseful. I don't like scary. So, but since I'm home in the day a lot, I feel like it'll be a good time. I can't read scary before bed either, but I I feel like it'll be okay. So I'm noticing on Amazon that it's the number one new release in organized crime thrillers. So that feels like a genre. I, God love Amazon for wanting to give it. Amazon wants to give everybody a trophy. You know what I mean? Like everybody gets to be the number one release in everything. I, number one release. I can't remember what, what mine was. Number one release in religious humor memoirs that are written by women who live in Texas. And I... <laughs> That was an honor that I still hold so near and dear to my heart. Yes, ma'am. No, my favorite was, <laughs> I think it was Nobody's Cuter. And you were, you were number one in, I mean, it was really something like, oh, I can't remember. It was the, something theology. Yeah, it was. It mm-hmm. was, but it was, it was something. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now because I'm going to see if it still says, because now I wouldn't be number one in that, but I might still be number 672 in that same. Because, you know, they put you in a category. Amazon isn't about, they're going to, oh, here we go. It's, uh, it's, it's currently number 33. Nobody's cuter than you in books, Christian books and Bibles, theology and ethics. Yes. But, but it has also made its way. Listen, Amazon, thank you for this. I, it's number 22 in um, books. Arts and photography, music biographies, rhythm and blues. <laughs> it is currently. <laughs> I'm the number 22 book in I the rhythm and blues. Well, because you know how much I talk about the music. I know. You I mean, do, I, and I know how you love your guitar. <laughs> the rhythm and blues. I mean, how do you even? Is it because the cover's blue? I mean, I you know because it's got blue know. on the cover. How does it even end up there? 
Rhythm and Blues. It's the number 22 in Rhythm and Blues. So I feel good about that because you just think, I'm going to put that on a resume. By the way, have you had the number 22 book? Rhythm and Blues on Amazon? I think not. So good. So I know it makes me... um, yeah, the other ones like, see, I'm looking like Church of Small Things is like humor and entertainment, Christian living. That all makes sense. Rhythm and blues, I don't even know what's going on, Amazon. Well, listen, so, a win's a win. But they like to give everybody a trophy. They like to find a category that you can excel in and put you in that category. And I appreciate that. I do too. Listen, sometimes mm-hmm. when a book comes out, you'll cling to whatever you can. I mean, <laughs> you know, guess what, everybody? Yeah, number um, one in rhythm and blues. I didn't, that wasn't anything I ever aspired to, but here I am. So we're going to call it a victory. Okay, so since we we talked the last time, you have received your boho caftan. Yes, I have. Yes, ma'am. And I kind of feel bad even talking about them at this point because it's so fabulous. And I don't know if you know, but they are hard to come by now on Amazon. I mean... I feel well, like between you, me, and Lisa Whittle, it's like people have jumped on the caftan train and there are limited sizes left. Well, somebody messaged me the other day and said that they were out of smalls in something, which that is not my particular battle. I'm sorry for the rest <laughs> of you. But but then some, somebody messaged me today and she said, I got my, my caftan. I don't know how to say it. She said, I got my, I'm just going to say it like I, I grew up saying it when I watched Maud. She said, mm-hmm. I got my caftan and she said, I really love it. And it's so comfortable. But do you feel a little bit like a flying squirrel when you wear it? Because <laughs> of all the fabric bunched up at the bottom. Yeah, I and, do not. And I said, I said, well, I can understand why you would feel that way, certainly, but I am willing to embrace my inner flying squirrel because mm-hmm. I think it's so cute and because yeah. it's so comfy. So you're so yeah. you would agree. Yeah, I would totally agree. I love it. I wore mine. I got mine and like the first night I had it, I wore it out to dinner with some friends. I put on some mm-hmm. sandals. I wore it to dinner. I felt super cute. It it is cool. It is comfortable. It's everything that I've wanted in a dress. I mean, it's I can't recommend it more. And the fabric, I feel like for the price is surprisingly, like it's got some substance to it and it hangs it well. Does. Like it's yeah. not super thin, like some things, you know, sometimes when you get something and it's super, I just took yeah. two shirts back because they were so thin. So I just, I'm a fan. I'm taking mine to um, to Monroe this weekend for our girls weekend. I figure oh, I'll wear it perfect. when we go out to dinner or whatever, because they're, yes. so, they're so comfy. So anyway. Well, there's another one. Everyone. Well, I'm going to tell you that there's another one that I have my eye on right now, it, and it's by the same brand. It's Verdusa. Is it the V-neck? No, it's the Summer Color Block Half Sleeve Split Loose Shift Maxi Dress. <laughs> I'll tell you what. What? Summer? Say it one more time. Summer? It's Summer Color Block Half Sleeve Split Loose Shift Maxi Dress. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Shift. Maxi dress. Okay, it's by the same. See. It's twenty ninety nine, and I like it oh. in this green and navy and orange. Isn't that cute? Oh. I know, Big Mama. What, I know. I stumbled upon that the other day. Oh, and, yeah, and it's made out of the same fabric. Congratulations. But, well, I haven't ordered it yet, so I don't know. But I think it's real cute. 
And, you know, with those slits on both sides, you know, I have another like solid long maxi dress. And with the slits on both sides, you can always knot up the front. And so then, yes. you know what I mean? So it's not, but I I think it's real cute. And there's a, a black tan and white one. Yeah. My yeah. Goodness. I know. Right. I, and I love the maroon and black and pink. Yeah. Isn't it cute? I mean, I think that's a really cute. So I'm, I'm tempted to order that. But then when you scroll through, which, you know, I don't listen, I'm the last person to trust Amazon reviews because I feel like I feel like you have people who just want to hate everything. But then when you see the very first customer review is two stars and it's from Ruby. Now it was in July of last year. I think, I think Ruby's reviewed one of my books. Okay, well, Ruby's she's a top <laughs> contributor apparently to the calligra calligraphy category of Amazon. So she's okay. a calligrapher. But she says this dress was a major disappointment. It was huge and tent-like. It was made with very thin fabric. And it's a different cut than what's shown in the photos. Take a look at the sleeves in the advertised photo and the one in my photo. And Ruby has attached a photo. She says it's not like any, it, and it doesn't look like that. But I can't I tell agree. if Ruby's expectations were just too high for a dress that cost nineteen ninety nine on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think you kind of have to set your, you know. Be be reasonable. I mean, it's a $20 dress on Amazon. So I, I don't, maybe we're just expecting too much. Okay. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm intrigued though. I'm intrigued. I think you found a good one. I, I think okay. you found a good one. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I think it's real cute. And I like those colors because it feels like it would translate really well into the fall. Yes, ma'am. So it's, I don't know. It certainly would. That was that that was quite a find. Yes, well thank you. Thank you. That's um but I, I have to be careful because what I'm gonna end up having like six hundred dollars worth of twenty dollar dresses that I bought off of Amazon. <laughs> and they're all gonna be captains. I know, but I, they're cute. They are you know? cute and they're I mean, so comfortable. They're cute. I know. But then here Carmen B has a picture of herself with the maroon and navy and pink one on, and it looks darling on Carmen B. I just appreciate these people that have taken the time to post a picture on Amazon of themselves in it. So the caftan has been a big hit for the summer so far. Well, I hope that Verdusa appreciates that. I hope they, they have a lovely summer of and continued caftan design success because they have really come through for us. They really have. They really have. They have, they have done well. Well done, Verdusa. We appreciate we you. We certainly do. Okay. Well, I'm going to go check on my barbecue chicken. Oh, that sounds delicious. I'm going to go to the park and walk because I don't know myself anymore. And I've turned into a person who likes to walk outside <laughs> in the summer. I don't even know. What? Next thing you know, you're going to be reading more movies from don't push 1918. You haven't grown that much as a person. No, no, no. Oh, uh, God. I okay. still want to come home to the air conditioning, but I do like walking outside. I'm not not every day, but I've gotten to where I kind of I'll do a day in the at the gym and then I like a day outside. So, gotcha. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to go walk at the park and all right um, and enjoy. Okay, well enjoy. We will um we will catch y'all next time. I think next time maybe we can talk about. I hate to set up expectations, but maybe we can talk about some things that we're trying to cook for dinner or something. Oh, that would be delightful. Yes, I yeah. think that would be great. Okay, why don't you put that on our list for next time? Okay, all right, thanks everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.
feel like this is the dumbest thing now. It seemed like such a good idea when I was on the way home. Well, I, listen, I have nothing going on. We just, listen, I'm just hanging out. Well, so you know how I told you that I was going to walk outside? Yes. Well, when I was leaving, David said, hey, you know, it's still like 90 something degrees outside. Yeah. yeah. It's not really cool. It's not cooled off yet. And I was like, Ew, well, I'll just go to the gym. Well, so I went to the gym and I stopped to talk to somebody on my way in. And when I got in there, I was going to get on the bike first. And then I saw these people going into the, like the room where there are classes. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, there's Zumba on Wednesday nights. Oh, okay. So I went to Zumba. Um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know how you start something and then, <laughs> then it was such an impulsive decision. It was such an impulsive decision. Oh, oh. There were only like five of us in there. And they were all so nice and so welcoming. But I don't know if you know this, but there is a lot of a lot of dancing in a Zoom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, and it not in the dark. You're not dancing in the no, dark. No, and mm-hmm. and a lot of merengue and salsa and um. Listen, we were ten minutes. I mean, I like I like to think that. I mean, I I I exercise pretty regularly these days. Yes, but we were <laughs> we were ten. Well, no, we were five minutes in and and had been very active and. And then the instructor, who was as sweet as she could be, said, okay, one more warm-up. And I was like, oh, my word, that's the warm-up. Okay. (laughs) Check, please. (laughs) Check, please. That's the warm-up. No. Oh, no. Anyway, I will say it it went by really fast. And it was fun. Like, I enjoyed doing something different. But when I, t- I when I got home, I had to put, I had to get a towel and wrap it around my head as if I had just gotten out of the shower. That's how, like, <laughs> that's how soaking wet my hair was. Oh my gosh! So what was the music? Um, I a lot of me. I mean, it was. Fun I don't know. Music? I mean, it was fun music. It was upbeat music. It was sort of popular music remixed with a little bit of a Latin beat. And there was one oh, song about okay. some people got big booties, some people got small booties, which, you know, I always enjoy, enjoy a song about booties. Well, but, yeah. But it was, um, I mean, I, it was, and I, I mean, there were all ages in there. So that was great. Yes. But I, I don't know. At some point I just got tickled because I thought if I could FaceTime, I thought <laughs> if I could FaceTime Melanie right now or better yet, if I could go live on Insta stories right now. Oh, in the Zumba class. In the there were Zumba some things class. where you had to do things with your hips that I, anyway. Yeah, so, well, because that's why it's Zumba. That is why it's called Zumba. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, listen, so maybe the walk in the 98 degree heat might have been preferable. I don't know. I mean, it was fun. I, I think I will do it again. I just, I've never okay. done it before. I think I will do it again. And I realize that a lot of people do Zumba. I just am not like a class person. And yes. So anyway, that was okay. that. Was, that, that, was is, that. 
at one point I thought if I looked at my Fitbit, I think it would spin. Like I think yeah. it would just like one of those clocks in a cartoon. Just, <laughs> overload, 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 overload. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I didn't bring this up earlier when we were recording, but I um so Caroline is going to see her trainer she's going twice a week all summer long. Mm -hmm. And so he had made the comment to me when we went Monday, he said, you know, you could work out here too while she's working out. And so, and so I I was like, Oh, okay. So today I went and, um, and so he gave me like a workout to do like on the various weight machines and different things (laughs) in the treadmill on the weight machines. On the weight machines, um, I'm going to tell you that I, it's like a leg press machine where he was like, where he's like yelling at me to like keep pressing my legs. I, listen, I and, love a leg um, press machine now. I will. That well, is my favorite. Well, this one is like an automated one. So it's all computerized. So it's very fancy. So you're not really doing weights. You're just pressing against it. But anyway, I did that and I was like, I'm doing it. Like he was having me do stuff. He has Caroline do. He's like, run the ladders, do the whatever. And I was like, I'm doing pretty good. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. And he was like, okay, that was circuit circuit one. Let's Mm -hmm. do it again. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this whole thing again. (laughs) I was not really prepared for that. (laughs) Did you do it? Yeah, I did the whole thing again. Get and it. like right now, right now I feel okay. But I think tomorrow morning I'm going to have some issues maybe with my shoulders uh-huh. and maybe my, uh-huh. what do you call those muscles in your back? Your lats. Yeah, because we did some rowing. We did some different maneuvers that I have. I mean, like really where it was that thing where I was like, this is a muscle I don't believe I have ever worked before. Isn't that um, funny? Because so, like you... You do different kinds of workouts. Like you do, you do the spin classes and like you've done all yeah. your, your pure bar stuff and all that kind yeah. of thing. And I work at, I mean, I, I walk and do the bike and do weights a lot, but it's so funny how like just changing it to, to a different deal. It's like, oh, okay. My goodness. Yeah. It's like, this is a whole different deal. And like, and you see where, cause I've been cycling pretty much exclusively for a while with just the occasional smart bar. And like the cycling is, I mean, it's good. It's good cardio, but like today was like strength. And I was like, oh, this is, and I'm going to tell you at one point he had me jump on. I've always seen Caroline do it. It's like a, it's like a half ball thing with a platform. I like it's exactly a ball. What you're about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And he was like, here, get up on this. And like, had to do like 20 squats while standing, like balancing on that ball. Your legs are I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm, like, I'm going to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and probably be stuck on the toilet. You Uh know what I mean? I'm like, I can't get up. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, you and I both, look at us, look at us trying new workouts. Hey, I did think, I thought when it was over and I was a drowned rat. I mean, I had like really my hair, (laughs) but I thought, but I did it. But I did it like, yeah, like two right. years ago, I'd have walked in here and I'd have sat up against the wall and eaten a snack and watched y'all. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I would have said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong room. I've got to go. <laughs> Is this where the Reese's peanut butter cups are? That's the room I wanted yeah. to go to. Mm-hmm. But you know what I've realized, and I wonder if you're like this, because this could feed into the soul dancing thing. But like, I think part of my fear of sometimes trying something new is that I'm gonna look real stupid doing it. You know what I mean? Like even, even in my mid to late 40s, where I'm like, well, I'm not gonna know what to do. And I thought today I was like, well, that was so easy. Because you know what, all I had to say was, I don't know how to work this machine, Mm -hmm. you know, and now I do. Yeah, well, it's like, so it's like, you have to get over that intimidation factor. You do. And I think that's where the ladies in this class were really sweet, because they were like, Oh, listen, they were giving me all sorts of tips beforehand. 
But even in the middle of it, they were doing some things with their hips and a pivot and a thing. And I was like, I can't, no. my, my body won't do that. My, I, hello, yeah. my body won't do that. And they were super Your hips sweet. don't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. God. Well, that's so fun. Well, look at that. Look at, look at how your day turned. Well, I just thought it was comical that I ended up in Zimba of all things. And you ended up, you were going to go for a walk on the golf course and you ended up in Zimba. In Zimba. How about it? I feel like that somewhere that's a metaphor for life. I, I ended up. I mean, it really, it really is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, the, how about The things it? you don't expect. Okay. Well, that was, that, listen, that was worth it right there. Okay. Well, it's time now for Real Housewives of New York. So. Okay. So we got priorities. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, By the way, I know that y'all are weird about chicken at y'all's house or maybe you're just weird about chicken or is it David that's weird about chicken? No, I Um, I really, I'm not weird about chicken at all. And I think, I think we're all better about chicken now. Okay. Well, I will tell you that I just, well, you don't have to put this on the podcast if you don't want to, but um, I just made Gully had made last night Pioneer Woman's. It's like slow cooker barbecue chicken. And I made it tonight and it was a hit at our house and it was super easy. And I didn't use the slow cooker. I used the, I used a Dutch oven in the oven. Is it, is it boneless skinless breast or is it a whole chicken? (laughs) No, it's but well, you get her recipe is boneless skinless. I threw in some thighs because my people like some dark meat, okay. but also breast. But you do boneless skinless breast, you put them in there, you salt, pepper, chili powder, you pour your favorite barbecue sauce in like a cup or a half cup of water. And like I cooked mine at 300 for like two and a half hours, and then you shred it mm-hmm. all up, and then you drain all the liquid, and then you pour more barbecue sauce in. And we just had little sliders, little barbecue chicken sliders. Yum. Yeah, it was perfect. It's like a good summer supper. I think what I've decided I don't like about chicken, I don't like thick chicken. I if I get chicken, ooh, no. I'm gonna cut it like I'm gonna, I'm on butterfly, it, and sometimes I'm on butterfly it twice for a sink. Like mm-hmm. I want thin chicken or I want it shredded, but I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with some like big thick lump breast. Of- <laughs> no, no, I don't want your thick breast. I don't want your thick breast. <laughs> No, I agree because that's. I feel like I can even taste the way it feels when you chew it in my mouth. Like, you know, like, yeah, like it feels like your teeth are going through something they're not supposed to. Like, <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the update. Okay, I'll talk to you. Uh, all right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.